Welcome to another episode of Vintage Dialogue Radio. I'm your host, Essen Gaines, and today we have a full panel to discuss the topic. Are men intimidated by powerful and successful women? Do men feel some type of way if their wife or significant other makes more money than they do? Things have gotten better, but there used to be a time not so long ago when strong women were called the B word just because they exude power and demanded respect in the workplace. So today's topic is all about do men feel outranked when their women are making bank? In an interview with Authority Magazine, Sheila Murphy, a CEO of Focus Forward Consulting, describes how she was placed in an uncomfortable situation in her rise to the top with three catchphrases. Manruption, where men interrupt women while speaking. Mansplaining, when a man tries to explain something to a woman in an area where she is already an expert. And he peeps, where a man takes an idea that a woman has come up with and takes credit for it. We are going to talk about it. I have joining with me today my co-host, Ray Gaines, Erica Lewis from Heal Thyself Counseling, Drew Kelly, host of Thug Therapy Podcast, and my very special friend to the show, Tiffany Robinson. Ray, let's start off with you. Do you feel that men are intimidated by women who make more money than they do? Uh, I wouldn't say all all men, but there are some men that exist that are intimidated. From my research, I will say the older, old school thinking is that a, a man should be the breadwinner. He should take care of his family. And I find that, you know, their fathers taught them that. Times are different today. Women are finding the power and they're making more money sometimes, you know, and I think some men are intimidated. It, it has become an issue. Um, I found that, you know, you know, some women have bought into the idea that they have to hold on to their masculine energy in the workplace to get ahead sometimes and to be respected. But sometimes, you know, they don't know how to turn it off, you know, when they get back into the relationship. You know, you got to tap back into your feminine energy. And, uh, and and let me ask you a question. Like, you don't want a man who exudes feminine energy, right? What do you mean? You don't want a man who has too much feminine energy, right? You know, I never really thought about it. I don't know. You know, some you know, us as men, we we want we like our women to tap back into their feminine energy. What do you what do you think about that, Drew? I think that's right. I think that's right. Um uh the question was, are men intimidated by women who make more money? Um some some are because as Ray was saying just now, historically we, we're dealing with women who didn't get the breaks, they didn't get the opportunity to um to excel. They they couldn't vote, they couldn't uh go to school, they were they were taught to be um, homemakers. So as as times change, now we have the rise of women. We have CEO. We have uh, women that's creating their own businesses, or they're the vice president, president of their organizations. And so as that comes, their process in the way of getting to the top, you know, they have to fight to get to that to that role. And so they still have the fight in them when they're in that role. So a lot of times for men. We don't understand because we don't understand their struggle the same way that they don't understand our struggle in a day to day life or or like in the uh, the life for a black man. You know, the things that we have to go through each day, um, we don't know. We haven't walked in their shoes to understand what they're doing and, and what they have to have dealt with in the past. 
So when they get these roles, a lot of times as men, we um, we look at them different. We prejudge, you know, what, what type of um, attitude does she have? I, I, I bet she is a B to talk to. Look, she's no nonsense in the boardroom. So then to approach her on a romantic level, it's like, you know what? That might just be uh, too too big of a bite to even try to pursue that. So I might pursue someone else who, who doesn't have that. Um, Erica, you are actually a successful CEO of your own company, Heal Thyself Counseling. Have you ever been in a situation where men were intimidated by you because of your career and success? Um, I would actually say yes. Um, and I would say that happens more often than the latter. Um, I find um, men find me very intimidating um, and it can be off-putting, you know, at times when you are dating and a guy, you let the, I kind of shield what I do for that purpose only because when I do reveal like, hey, I do own my own group um, practice um, and I am very successful and I do make a lot of money <laughs> um, and I'm probably most most guys that I date, um, they're not bringing in over 200K. So they're not, you know, making what I make. So I find that, you know, it is a challenge. But for me, um, I try to remove that so that we can kind of start on the even playing field, but on the opposite end. Um, no matter what I do, I do find a struggle with them and the, hey, you got to work. If I say, hey, I got to work, I got to do this, I got to do that, it becomes a challenge for them. Um, and I, I get told often, um, you're very intense, you're very intimidating, um, yeah. maybe you shouldn't date, um, oh, wow. you don't have the time. Mm -hmm. I, I actually just got told that one. that was the new one. Um, you don't have the time. Um, and I express, you know, I do have the time, it's just not the time that looks like for you, I can't right. be around you 24 seven, you know, I am running a company um, and I, I have to do what I have to do. But um, I, I believe it's half and half um, where men are intimidated by women who are very successful. And then I think that those um, are the ones who are insecure and very much so lacking in some form of area. Um, my most recent one, I was dating a cop. Um, oh. And yeah, <laughs> I was dating a police officer and um, he found it to be very intimidating because he's very intense. He has a very high stressful job. And then here I come and he was looking um, I, I think it was Drew that was talking about, no, Ray that was talking about um, the feminine side. And he was looking for that very feminine type of woman. And he said, because of my position in my role, I have to carry on some form of masculinity, which is true. I know it's there, but he just felt like I couldn't cut that off. Interesting. Erica, what advice could you give to women who may have this challenge professionally or personally? <sighs> well, I still haven't tackled this one myself, but I just encourage, you know, women to continue to keep um, fighting, you know, for themselves. And at the end of the day, that guy who isn't intimidated will come um, and that there is, you know, a guy out there that will not um, be intimidated by your success and they'll actually love it um, and support you and, you know, work through you with that. Um, it is a challenge and it is a struggle because one of the things that the officer said was how, how are you going to be a wife and how are you going to have children if you're working all the time? Something for, you know, me to kind of self-evaluate. And I think for any woman who's in my position, um, 
that do work how I work, that is something that you evaluate because I, I didn't even think about that. How, how will I be able to be a wife? You know, how will I be able to be a mom? Um, and I'm working, you know, 14 hours a day, five days uh-huh. a week at most. And so, you know, that does cut into some time and it is something to kind of self-reflect, but I think it's important to get clear with your intentions when it comes to dating. You know, do you want children? Um, is this career... Right. Is this your end all be all? Um, what is your motivation behind it? Um, and once you get clear and sure of who you are as an individual, I think dating will become easier. And and that made me kind of self-reflect, like, do I want children? Do I want marriage? And I do. So I've been learning right. how to scale back and, you know, allow other people to assist me so that I can be more available. Although I'm not dating that cop anymore. <laughs> feel actively dating. You know, I didn't stop. Ray, let me circle back to you. Do you think that men are intimidated by women who have a higher education or degree than they do? For the men who are intimidated, if a woman has a higher degree, that means more resource. So that's just going to really keep, the, they're still going to be threatened by that. More resources being more money. That's right. That's right. Um, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes with men, we're, we're, we're uh, visual creatures, right? And I know from different circles of friends, we've talked and stuff. I know men that will be attracted to a woman and then make a prejudgment based on the vehicle she's she's driving. What? <laughs> or if, you know, her hairstyle and her shoes. So, like, for example, we do that too. Women do that. Same thing. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you have this prejudgment. Like, you know, if she's, you know, jumping out of a, a Jaguar, it's like you're thinking either one, she's taken, or two, she's high maintenance. What's my chances of, of trying to get this woman? You know, there's probably other men that she would have an eye for. And and then on the on the flip side, you have the women who say, well, you know what? A lot of times I don't get approached because people have this preconceived notion about me, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you, you pull up with a little dent in your car. And, and I know some guys who will be like, hey, I can help you with that. Dent. You know, that's a right. that's an opening conversation. And it's telling him, you know, um, that there's the potential that she doesn't have a man that could take care of that. Maybe I can assist. Interesting. Why do some women feel that they have to dumb themselves down to get a good man? I mean, in a lot of relationships, women have to downplay their accomplishments. I know that I had to do that before. I had to downplay my accomplishments so that my man didn't feel insecure. For example, Tiffany and I, we worked in in the same company in corporate together, and she's aware of how that world was. Tiffany, what do you think about that? About sometimes having to downplay like that we're actually smart, that we got things going on. Why do you think that? What do you feel about that? Yes, working in the corporate world, like Sharon said, when we was together, it was mostly all men. The women really never got promoted to that status on that high you know that high status now you see a little more now but before um it was sad because it was just old men and like Sharon said yes it was they were very like they looked at you like you were small like we didn't have common sense exactly I see some you still get that in the corporate world now Mm -hmm. but now I think women are standing their ground and you know opening up more and letting these guys know like no I can do the same thing you're doing you know I can do the same thing that you are doing in this you know in the world but there are intimidation for sure Um, right I don't want to bring the race here I don't want to bring the race car up 
but for some strange reason, I sometimes get to feel, sometimes I get very um, white men intimidated by me. And I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. Well, I can remember a moment when Tiffany, when we worked in corporate and it was very, it was like an old boys club. And I, of course, not going to bring names into this, but you know, the person that I reported to, um, Mm -hmm. there was an incident and I made a concern and and, uh, you know, it's, we can touch on like men in power and sexual mm-hmm. harassment yep. because the situation happened at, a, at one of our events and a sales manager started kissing the filing clerk in front of the whole company. And, I, and Tiffany, you remember, I reported it. I remember that. What happened mm-hmm. to me? I, I got in trouble, right? Yep. Yes, she did. So shortly later, I was conveniently let go, even though a month before I was pulling to the office to say how well I have done, how excited they were about a project that I worked on. But I report a salesperson, or I'm sorry, a sales manager who was tongue kissing a file clerk, a woman of color. And how did I get let go? I got called up from the top of HR and I was told by the same salesman, a different female sales manager, the one I reported to, number one, I needed to mind my business. Number two, she also told me, this is just how it is. And she said to me, do you realize what I had to do to get Mm. to this position? And I I said to her, you're married. And she said, like I said, in this world, I had to do what I had to do to get this sales position. So we're going to show you, not only do we have to dumb ourselves down, some women feel like they have to do other sexual favors in order to get to that next position. And I'm I'm tired of it. I want to live in a world where we can just go in, be smart, do our thing, did our, do, you know, have our degrees and just go off. Why does it always have to be what we have to do, what we have to sacrifice in order to get to the next level? Like, I'm just like over that already, you know? So, whew, sorry about that, guys. I got yeah. emotional. Hey, so I, I got a question. Like, you know, mm-hmm. or a woman have to dump dumb herself to even get a good man. So my question to the ladies are, I mean, is that a type of man that you really want that you have to dumb yourself to? Absolutely no, not. not. Really. No, absolutely not. Not me. I mean, you get you get tired of that after a while. Like you, you just women do so much. Like we support you, then we help you with your projects, we help you do your thing. But we want somebody there that's going to give us the the same. We want you to uplift us. We want you to tell us we're smart. We want you to tell us we could do it. You know, we want the same things. I guess my question is, how come? Um, men don't understand that women can do both. Um, right. In my role, I've been able to literally work and have a personal life. Like I created a balance for myself. And when it comes to like dating, like I don't understand how come the male don't understand that a woman can do both. You know, I can very much so be a girlfriend, a wife, a mom, and still be a, a very successful business owner, CEO or high powered, whatever, you know, woman in this position and still be present. Yeah. And I think it goes both ways, you know, like me, me working, you know, I was working, you know, one time 14 hour days and I was a single parent raising my daughter. Right. I was going to bring that up. Like there's a lot of single men, like the roles are reversed and they, they take responsibility and they have um, custody. 
Right. And, you know, to work and have a sing- to be a single parent and raising a, a girl at that, that's a lot of work. And I talk off to women who are doing it by themselves because I, I truly get it. Right. Drew, I want to direct this next question to you. Why do men leave successful women for someone who has nothing to offer but her looks? Like she's just your typical arm candy or your IG thought. I, they stay winning and they stay getting that back. Why do you think men leave women when they've been there, when they had nothing, helping them build stuff from ground up? What's up with that? She totally helps him build that empire only for a couple of years later for him to dump her for someone else. You know something? Um, <clears throat> and I was uh, thinking about this from a conversation we had earlier. Um, a lot of times people don't un- don't realize the things that they do not do, the things they, they are not consistent with. Uh, when you talk about two people in a relationship and they go through a divorce, each one has their own side of the story of, of why it happened. Mm-hmm. So when when so in this particular situation you're talking about, um, you know, if if this man did not feel fulfilled. The uh, role that his woman had, whether she had more or less money, she didn't fulfill his emotional needs. So that's the reason why he left her. Her status was irrelevant because we know a lot of dudes that, you know, I can name a few, but I won't, um, who, you know, are famous guys who, you know, marry the the famous rapper female and they tag along um, Mm. and for the ride, you know, get some names in your head. So, and, and, and. And, and they're fine with that. But the, the issue becomes that if he's not satisfied emotionally, where she's not making him feel, you know, like a man, mm-hmm. uh, if she's not reassuring him, if she's not, you know, giving him the confidence to step out and do his own thing financially, um, then someone else is, uh, I guess, in his mentality would be um, uh, easier obtainable and someone who is easier to please because she doesn't have as much, then he feels more like a man. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. With, with a man, like the two biggest things, if you take one of these two away, if a man has dysfunction financially mm-hmm. or uh, uh, intimately, then that oh, affects wow. the way <laughs> that man feels about himself. So you take away those two or either one of them, you know, it, it changes his perception on himself and everything around. Should you only enter a relationship if you're equally yoked? Um, for our listeners who are not familiar with that expression, equally yoked means that you have the same upbringing, you have the same social and financial status and education and beliefs. You can actually be equally yoked with someone with different religious beliefs as well. Like equally yoked can mean like I went to Harvard, you went to Princeton, your family has millions, my family have millions. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have the same religious beliefs per se, but you're equally yoked. You have like the same goals, the same aspirations. You're on the same page. Do you think you should only enter a relationship if you are equally yoked with your partner? Um... I do and don't. Um, I don't think that money is that factor as far as like we should be equally yoked. Um, my my own personal beliefs. I don't. You can't be broke, <laughs> but you have that that I can't do. But you know, someone for me equally yoked is: Are you financially stable? You don't have to make as much money as me, but can you manage the money that you do bring in? 
Are you able to do what you need to do with whatever you're bringing in? And can you support a family, the type of family that I want? Uh, and making sure that we're equally yoked on our values, our morals, um, our goals in life, um, lifestyles, um, that would have to be equally yoked. Financially, money, um, as far as can he manage his finances? He does not have to make a, a guy, a man does not have to make the same amount as a woman and a woman doesn't have to make the same amount as a man to make mm-hmm. them both a match. And so financially, I don't believe that the um, couples should be, have to be equally yoked, but as in terms of morally, um, our values, our mm-hmm. goals, what we want out of life, I do feel that that should be on the even fa- playing field and that we both should have the same vision. Um, but you see it all the time. You see basketball players dating women who come from thing or right. whatever. Um, so I don't believe that financially that that matters um, and vice versa. I don't believe that financially um, being equally yoked matters. I think other things, are you mentally healthy? You know, are you spiritually <laughs> on my same level? Um, those things matter more. Can you manage to pay a mortgage? If you can do that, I think we'll be good. It doesn't matter who brings in the most because if we're married, it's just one anyway. That's my personal um, belief. But dating down, I don't agree with either. And what I mean by dating down, dating someone who is not financially stable, um, dating someone who does not have their affairs in order, um, somebody who's just all over the place and, you know, can't, hone in on their own personal values, morals, and beliefs, those, mm-hmm. that's dating down. Somebody who you're seeing red flags from and you mm-hmm. still continue to operate in that relationship, then you're dating down. Um, but you don't necessarily have to be equally yoked in order to have a successful, happy, healthy relationship. And happiness is temporary anyway. So, you know, we have to look for that joy within that person. Does this person bring things to the table that I actually can work with? And can they work with me? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all that matters. I don't care if you went to Harvard. <laughs> I don't even right. care if you have a college degree and I have four degrees. So you having a college degree doesn't mean anything to me. I just need to know, are you able to take care of yourself? And then mm-hmm. if a family is presented to you, can you do that financially, mentally, spiritually, morally? Can you do those things? And physically. Um, Erica, you said um, you said happiness is temporary? Yes, happiness is temporary. Joy is everlasting. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one was, um, 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 you said um, that he can't be broke. What, what if he is broke? But but y'all, y'all are equal. Uh, morally, um, he knows how to manage things, but he just had a hard time. Um, so financially, I need to make sure that you know how to manage money. And so if you're broke, I don't believe that you should be dating anyway. Um, because being and that that's just me being honest. Like if I, I was broke before. <laughs> I, I haven't always I haven't always, you know, been financially stable. But if you're broke and you're struggling financially, that's going to come with some mental instability. That's going to come with a lot of mental stress, a lot of emotional stress. You're going to have too many stressors that is going to make you uninvolved in the relationship anyway. And it's going to cause problems after problems after problems. So I don't think people um, who are in relationship and you got in the relationship and he was broke, that's a problem. If we're in a relationship and something happened financially, meaning you lost your job, that's different. We're a team. We have to work through that. But if I meet you, and you're down, that's me dating down and vice versa. I believe men should look for that too. If I meet you and you're down, that's a problem. That's an yeah. issue. 
I just had a man tell me he don't care how much a woman make. I don't care how much you make because I'm not asking you for your money anyways. But you should. You know, you should because men complain the most that all women look for is money. Can this woman take care of herself? If you were to ever lose everything, will she be able to step in to save the day? And vice versa. And so, mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm not dating anybody broke. So if, yes, I, I saw the question on there that said $30,000 a year, I can't do anything with that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to fight hard. I agree with Erica, like what she just said. Like, if you with somebody and you date somebody, you want to, like she said, if, well, what if I'm with someone that's not making good money and I lose my job? And he can't financially support the bills that we have. That's that's a struggle. That's an issue. I just need you to be able to take care of the mortgage. Can you pay this mortgage? I don't care how much you make. Exactly. Can you Can pay you say, this mortgage exactly. in this home? Three, well, I don't think anything that she's saying is um over the top. I don't think anything she's saying is over the top as far as in dating down. But I, she broke it down exactly what she, you know, what she is expects. And you should expect exactly what you, you know, you want in life. You shouldn't have down yourself just to be set, to settle, basically. And I definitely believe in gender roles. And I believe that Mm -hmm. the man is the head of the household. I I firmly believe Mm -hmm. that. And so I can still make more money than you. and You can still be the head of the house. That has nothing to do with anything. You know, the more money that we make together, that's beneficial Mm -hmm. for us both as a married couple. I'm not talking about a boyfriend at all. (laughs) But as a married couple, the more money we make together, that's beneficial for us all, but I need to know that you're able to take care of the household responsibilities off of your income only, and that's so, all I need to know. So, so what does that look like? Like, um, how does a woman uh, make more money than a man? He's a responsible. He's a good guy, great guy. He can take t- take care of the mortgage. Um, how do you still make him the man of the house, the head of household? Um, it comes with decision making. If there's a major decision, I'm not making decisions without my husband. Google. You know, mm-hmm. my exactly. husband would have that last say, kind of say, yes, I think this is a good idea for the family. I can present it to him and then I would allow him to make the the, the final decision. And so mm-hmm. that's where I need to make sure that you're able to handle your responsibilities. You don't need the money to do so. You don't need to make, if I'm making two, three, four, who knows where my income is going to go? <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm making all of this money, an example, candy and tie. Um, Candy is on the Real Housewives of Atlanta and she's a millionaire. She Mm. met Todd. He was bringing in probably $200,000 a year. They have a very healthy relationship. He worked hard to get up to almost where where she's at. He's not where she's at, but he's up there, but he's able to take care of the household. You know, he's able to prove that he can be the man of the house and Candy is submissive to that. And so that could very well much so work. That's right. I mean, I tried it, but it didn't really work. I was in a relationship where I was the one that was making all the money. The other person wasn't making that much money at all. He was very unstable. He had like a million different jobs, but they weren't really paying that much salary at all. When I got laid off from one of my jobs, I mean, he tried to hold it down, but he really couldn't. So that kind of put like a strain on the relationship but if he went without a job or was in between jobs I would take care of all of the bills rent car note car insurance food clothing everything it's very exhausting on and on top of that they have goals they have dreams and they expect you to not only financially support them but to help you support whatever project that they want to do that costs money so who's gonna be taking care of the household taking care of 
of everything plus the extracurricular that you want to do that doesn't bring any money into the house like that just does not work whatever that person wanted to do I supported so the end game being that they would finally get themselves together and then when I was ready to do whatever I wanted to do I could just take a step back and and have a moment to breathe I did all of that for nothing it still didn't work out so all that time all that energy totally wasted and going forward if I ever decide to get into a relationship that person has to either make as much as I do or they have to make a little bit more I'm just not I'm just not doing it it's just not worth it I'm no longer settling because it's not worth the time it's not worth the energy and to be honest I deserve way more I I just I I deserve way more than that I want to be able to jet set take vacations take spontaneous trips and you can't do that with somebody who's always broke and always looking at you every time you want to travel you have to pay for your ticket their ticket it's just it's just not a, it's a, we were not equally yoked and that is why we're not together to this day earlier um someone said about uh you know women think that or men think that women want money from them you know and i think that some men may get it twisted i think women like men who can go get resource and i think they get that confused as far as just money and i think that some men think that just because she makes more money that I can't take the lead, you know, when in fact there are ways mm-hmm. you can take the lead without making more money than my woman. So Ray, with that being said, why do you think relationships go sour when money is involved? At first, everything is, is all good. There's no issues. And then there's a hiccup with the financials. And then the whole relationship is done. And we talked about this before. Everything is good at first, but then when money is involved, the whole relationship falls apart. I think that, uh, uh, couples aren't on the same page when they get into the relationship in terms of money. Um, they don't talk about, okay, where, where are we both at financial? What do you want finance? What are your beliefs and values and, and your views around all money? You don't have those conversations. And I think that when you don't have that conversation, you really, that's when you really bump head. You know, you don't say, hey, Okay, who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to be in charge of that? That's not created. So it becomes drama. You know, you may have some resentment. And then you go withholding, stop communicating. And, and uh, I think that's where people bump heads. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, do you think that men feel more confident when their significant other makes less money than they do? I guess it all depends on the man because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, what their status is and how they feel. Because that's, I'm for sure there's many relationships that are that people are in where the women make more than um, than the man. But I think it, like um, Erica said, I think it's all how you play, not play, but how you do your relationship. Don't let them feel less than, you understand what I'm saying? Right. When you become one, don't let them feel less than in the household. Like, and then also discuss it because everybody feels like discussion with money is so tense. That is a discussion that you do have to have. Yeah. You have to have that discussion. It's so important, especially when you become in one. It's, it's important. But I don't think you should let your man feel less than if he makes less than you i think it's just um not cool I, I wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it but it's a stereotype that some men feel that they feel that they that had to be that way but it's 2021 women out here really doing their thing and um, yeah i don't we, think men should get intimidated about it yeah, yeah absolutely true no so. for me <laughs> i'm gonna say right now and i know i make a lot of money i'm sorry to cut um i think that was you that was getting ready to talk 
Um, no, absolutely not. I'm not, no, I'm not paying no bills. <laughs> it's not working for, I, no. Can you say Tiffany, you wanted to add, Ray, did oh, you want oh, to add, or was oh, that Tiffany? Oh, oh, he said, where, Erica, was, where were you saying? Yes. Erica, Erica, can you say more about that? Um, about not, me not paying the bill? Yeah. Um, because I feel that the man, again, is the head of the household. And so that's where I come in and allow you to be confident and be the man of the household and to take on that burden from me, not saying that I don't contribute because I will contribute. I, I, I definitely will, but not in the way in which I'm paying bills. I grew up traditionally. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I saw. You know, um, I saw the man taking care of the bills and mm -hmm. the wife took care of other things such as the kids and, you know, those responsibilities. And so I don't believe that I, I, when I say the bills, I mean, all the bills, every yeah. last one that flows through that door, that oh man God. should be taken care of. I'm being, this, this is just me, wow. you know, being oh, honest, wow. yeah. I believe every yeah, wow. last bill. No 50-50, Erica, really? no 50-50. Absolutely not. No 50-50. So, oh, yeah, so this is where I come oh. in at. For me, this is where I come in at. Right. I, I, I definitely, <laughs> I'm a saver. And I would definitely say for the household, because right. I feel that a lot of, um, especially Black households, African-American households, both couples are shelling out money. You're shelling out from your check. You're shelling out from your check. And when it comes time to save money, both like, hey, I just paid the bills. I'm keeping my money and nobody is saving. And so when the roof needs to get fixed or if right. the home warranty doesn't cover this, where do we get that money from? But if I'm saving at least a good 60 to 70 percent of my income. Mm -hmm. we're good. And you're paying all the bills. We're good. If you want to go buy a new car, go buy one. You know, if we want to go on vacation, we don't have to plan for it. Let's go. You know, that creates right. a more financially stable household as opposed to both of us. Let me pay this bill this week. Let me pay that bill that week. No, you pay the bill and I'll cover our savings and we'll, we'll work it from that way. That's my personal belief. What if you guys That's break how. up and he's paying all the bills and then you exit with the savings though? If we're married, everything gets split down the middle anyways, because it's not oh, my money. So you would it's be not willing to give up 50% of your savings if, if, it, if it doesn't work out. A okay. Absolutely. 100% because we would have to go over a percentage of my check that gets put into a family safe. That's yeah. that's something that me and my partner, you know, we will discuss what is, what is appropriate for the household that we should be mm -hmm. saving as I pay the bills. But as a man that's living in the house, because first of all, most men that live alone, if you invite someone in your home to move in with you, how much more of an expense will that be? Not a, a lot, lot more. <laughs> no, let me show you this. Will your mortgage go up if you move a woman in? Absolutely not. <laughs> your mortgage Absolutely isn't going not. up. Right. That, that mortgage is staying the same. Your life bill may be impacted a bit, but I mean, 20, 30, $40. Okay. You were still going to run that same heat. You were still going to run that same air. And so how much of an impact moving a woman in besides of uh, groceries would that be of an impact? Not much. So you still should be Unless able to Unless you like to buy a lot of wigs and she makes you <laughs> <laughs> But th that's not his responsibility to keep mm. me up. I keep myself up. That's not my, that's not his responsibility to make sure that I get my hair done and all of that. Yeah. Right. I should be able to take care of that myself. But as the man of the house, 
I need you to pay all of these bills. I mean, every last bill from the water bill that flows through this door. So my question, uh, so do we have separate uh, bank accounts or do we? Absolutely. Okay. And we have a joint. Separate and joint. Yeah. So do we, you know, we put percentage in? Do you, how do you see For that? my savings, I would put a percentage in from whatever he, I mean, he wouldn't be putting anything in actually because he's paying the household bills. I would actually be putting a percentage in from my check on um, what I bring in, um, whether it's monthly, weekly, whatever putting that into a family pot. It wouldn't necessarily be um, him putting anything in to save. Okay. So, yo, Tiffany, what is your thoughts around this? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, at first I was like, ooh, Erica. But, <laughs> so I think when she broke it, <laughs> but I, yeah, I get that all the time until I break yeah. it down. <laughs> when she breaks it down, I get what she's saying, but me, I just wish they, but I have a question for Erica. So you said, so like you made an example, if you move in with that man, He's, it's nothing going to change. So what if you both get married, right? And you go both mm-hmm. purchase your first home. How do you think that should work? Is it the same? Do you feel it the same way? Because your both names are on the house or, and you still should pay everything? Or you think by that point, who buys the home? Do you guys both put down payment on a home or you want him to pay that down payment on a home? You know, things like that. How do you, what do you so feel about I'm, that? I'm, I'm very traditional again. And so okay. we, I believe when a man and a woman chooses to join hands in marriage, that that is one. And so we're joining together as one. It's not, you know, him buying a home, I'm buying a home. We're buying a home together. And mm-hmm. with if if and here's here's the positive thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're both making pretty good salaries and bringing in yeah. a lot of money. I'm definitely yeah. saving a lot of money. Yeah. And so when it comes down to purchasing homes, that should be easier as opposed to couples who are equally I'm giving yeah. up fifty percent. You giving yeah. up fifty percent, and then uh-huh. when it comes to down payment for a home, we only got a good three to five thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> well, where do we go from here? Poverty, exactly. <laughs> right? And so I do intimidate a lot of men with this logic, but mm-hmm. you know, as a successful business owner, I do, and I know I'm probably getting. It. I see y'all raising your eyebrows. I feel this, <laughs> but it's okay, and I'm okay with waiting. You know, for that man that comes, you know, through my door. But here's the thing, as a successful business owner, I understand money, I understand Uh finances, and I understand what that looks like. And if more African-American households understood that, we would be a lot better off financially to be able to set ourselves up and then our children and then their children and so forth and so on. That's different. That's a different type of, a different level of thinking that not a lot of people have. And so I'm not willing to go half and half with any man. Because God don't make half people. And I don't want a 50-50 relationship. I want 100. Ooh, I'm going to give 100 and you're going to give 100. And so either we both going to come, yeah. we're both going to come 100% because that creates overflow. If you're just giving 50% and I'm giving 50%, what happened when I don't want to give 50? We're lacking. Yeah. And I don't so want Ray, that type of relationship. Yeah. Ray, how do you feel about that? Like if you met a woman that was, if you met Erica, right? And she broke that down to you like that. How would you feel about that? Would you be intimidated by her? I mean, you know what? I just, I learned, I have to accept people for who they are. And if that's their belief, that's their belief. You know, me personally in a relationship, like if I'm going to marry a woman, you know, I just believe that, hey, we're one. Let's just put all everything into one pot and, and, and just be on, on the same page when it comes to, to paying bills and saving and, and things like that. So as far as intimidated, no, I would just say, hey, 
I have to make a decision. Will that work for me or not? Yeah, that's true. Okay, guys, we got one question from the audience. If a woman pays most of the bills, who should have the most expensive car if the woman is paying for both of the car notes? Should the man be able to flex in his ride if he doesn't have the coins? Say for example, she pays for everything in the house and he's a stay-at-home dad. He wants to flex in front of his boys, so he wants a nice car, he wants a Mercedes. So should the woman buy like a 1987 Hyundai and let him rock the Mercedes or BMW if he doesn't have the coins? What do you guys think about that? What what if the roles were totally reversed? I don't think it should be any rules. I think it should be something created within your relationship. Right. You know, I, you know, I don't believe in rules and that's where I think we get in trouble. The world says you should do it this step one, step two, step three. And that really doesn't work for everybody. So I just feel like, you know, you have to work that out within your relationship and, and really be on the same page. And that's just the way I see it. Drew, you got any thoughts about that one? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts, actually. Spit it out, Drew. Um, I think that uh, traditionally, right, a man, he wants to be able to provide for his queen. He wants her to go to work if she chooses to go to work. Like, just that's just the way that a lot of us are built. That that's, that's the perfect thing. And if she chooses to do something um, career-wise and she succeeds, then that's more blessed. But every man wants to feel like we want to give that woman that option, right? Um, now, I, what I, I don't agree with is that if I am used to taking care of all of the bills and I want to take care of you, I want to go on vacations, and we do, and we do, uh, you know, we eat well, and you you have the good car, because I just want you to look good. But then if you make money, and then you want to just keep it for savings, I can't agree with that. I think that at this point, that we need to pull our, our resources together mm-hmm. to take care of the bills, so that if there's an emergency, you have money and I have money. Right. What if you decide to leave and I've been paying all of the bills? That was my point earlier. I, I can't agree with that one because yeah, if, um, huh? if you're if you're married and, and you get a divorce, of course, yeah. the court is going to, you know, especially if she makes more money, she's going to have to pay out more. It depends on the state. Yeah. So, I mean, every state has different rules. So if you guys are thinking in terms of like divorcing. okay. so I mean, because I I, I guess I look at it, you know, differently, Um, because, again, if you really break down, if you look at your bills and you invite someone to come live with you. You know, I allowed a cousin to come stay with me and I didn't charge her anything. I didn't ask for any rent, didn't ask for any payment of nothing. And she, I, I didn't have an influx of bills. Nothing increased in my household. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really want men to evaluate what will increase in your household mm-hmm. living with the woman as you're living alone. What is the difference? Are you not able to go on vacation now? Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel the same way about child support. I don't, I don't have children, so I don't even know. Oh, okay. I'm what sorry. do you mean about the I child support? I don't have children. I, I, I do. I feel the same thing about child support. I, and, I, and I don't pay child support, by the way. But, um, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, but I, I've looked into, uh, you know, working with the court systems and stuff. Um, but it's like, you know, how much more of a, of a, a financial burden is it for a child? How much more lights is it going to be using? How much more food? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cook more than one pork chop anyway. The child can have yeah. it. 
You know what I'm saying? So why are we paying, you know, a thousand dollars a month, twelve hundred dollars a month for a child that's not in childcare, that's going to school? Well, you know, I, I feel the same way. I mean, a, a child is using twenty, thirty dollars worth of bills. So I, I kind of throw that back at that. Well, if you think about it, the reason why women go to court is not because they really want to go to court. The reason why women go to court and they demand and most of the time they get more money for child support is because the first thing they're going to say, especially in a celebrity celebrity world, not necessarily, well, sometimes nor our normal people world, the woman is going to say, my child is accustomed to this. I have a certain lifestyle. They're used to going swimming, camp, all of that stuff costs money. Um, look at the situation with Halle Berry. She pays huge amounts of money of child support to her daughter's father. I don't remember. I think he, he was a model, but she had to pay a lot of money because he said that the daughter was used to a certain lifestyle. So when it comes to to these situations yeah the court is gonna favor the woman um just to keep up the just so she can have that lifestyle that she was spoiled into having so i had custody of my daughter when she turned officially when she turned two mm -hmm. and you know i tried to get child support courts you know i tried to get child support they told me that hey she didn't have to pay nothing it really depends on the state because uh, it, it works both ways for men and women because i have a friend and his son's mother was ordered to pay child support he took her to court and she had to pay child support so yeah it definitely depends on the state that you live in and i guess those are the you know the rules in new york vary from the state that you live in so basically it depends on what state you live in number one and number two, you definitely have to have a good lawyer. Well, you know, in the city of, of Chicago, you know, when I went to court or actually went to an organization trying to get child support, I said, listen, she doesn't have to pay child support. But at the end of the day, if she had custody and I don't pay child support, you ready to take me to jail. So is that fair? Hello. Yeah. So um, so like to, to, to stay on topic, um, when if I have my own household and I'm paying it, I agree. There's uh, there's not a lot of burden financially to uh, have a woman to live with me. Um, I, I don't I don't think that that's an issue. However, I think that if if I if we're buying a house together, we're starting fresh um, or, or even if it is my house, let's say she moves into my house. Well, you know, I, I think that if I was a man moving into a woman's house, I would want to help out with the bills. Why wouldn't a woman want to help out with my bill? Yeah, I could see that. That's something that I would totally do. Like Erica says, it depends on if you're more traditional or if you're more like modern. I got a question. If you if a woman is making way more money than, than her partner, is there um, is there a concern that, you know, um, that our partner having less ambition in her? No, because no. I, again, I was in that situation. I made more money. And okay, so I made more money. He wasn't. Then he quit his job. And then he was like, I want to go to school. So not only did I, I support it, I paid all the bills in the house, plus supported him with school. I was like, yo, do your thing. I, I got it. And it's like... I don't know. I, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what no, are you yeah. talking about? No, he, he showed that he had no ambition. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he showed that. But if, yeah. um, I think if a man is working hard already and he is just making less than you, I don't think it's... Um, it, it'll be more, I guess, if that person settled. I think it will. You will look at them like, okay, 
are you going to try to, you know, do something more if he's just settling on something and he see you struggling, you know, trying to make ends meet this, that. That's a huge turn off. Yeah. And like to bring up a point that Erica made initially, she said like, you know, if you're making, if you're in a relationship or married or whatever, and you're both making money and that person gets laid off, fine, but don't come into the relationship broke. And that's a, a hard lesson to learn. Don't get yourself into a situation where the person, like Drew said, has no ambition they come into the relationship broke and they're just looking for a free ride. They're looking for, you know, yeah. just to get over. Think, yeah. You know, too I, many I, people day down. Yeah. Right. I, I can agree with that because, so you, know, true. you know, there was a time in, in and I'll be honest and I don't care. I put myself out there. You know, I had gotten in trouble, you know, with the law and, you know, I had went through a hard time and, you know, I had to really take, I had to say, you know what, I, I can't date right now. You know what I'm saying? I really got to work on my next move, really getting on my feet, you know? So I had to really check out of the day world until I really took care of what I needed to take care of. Right. Until you got yourself together. Right. I personally believe that nobody, I don't care who you are, should date if you don't have five areas at baseline. If you're not mentally stable, emotionally stable, financially stable, fiercely stable, and physically stable, mm. you shouldn't date anyways period. And so right. a lot of us, we enter, even with the child support, men too, men date down, women date down. And nobody is looking for like men. They, they say, I don't care how much a woman makes. How come? Cause she, you know, cause she's how, hot. How, cause she looks fine. Yeah, you know, how come you don't, because guess what? When stuff gets rough finances, I, I see so many couples because mm -hmm. of financial reasons. Well, she's not contributing. I need her to get a job. You know, right. I, I see that often. And so that's, you know, I, again, I'm traditional. I believe in gender roles. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I see that. I actually have taken care of a man before. That did not feel good as a woman. Yeah. You know, and it was it a very not. toxic, it was a very toxic, and I was dating down. Very toxic yeah. relationship. Nothing positive about it. You know, and I, the cop, he doesn't make nearly as much as I make, but he makes a lot of money. And right. so he's able, he, he would never even fix his mouth to ask me for a dime. You know, he would never, you know, do anything. We didn't work out because of other reasons, but he would never fix his mouth to ask me for a dime. And so you don't, I, he don't have to make as much money as me um, to be able to have a healthy, you know, relationship as it relates to finances. I think that, mm -hmm. you know, we don't talk a lot about finances. You know, yeah. we just get in relationships and then I, I have a couple now. She don't know how much um, her boyfriend makes and they're living together. And um, how are you living with this man? Right. And you've never seen a paycheck stuff. Right. <laughs> you know. How and is that possible? Yeah. That possible? When I say it happens, you guys will be, I see that happen more often where couples are not talking about finances. How much, you, how much does he make? Oh, he probably brings in about, you don't know. I need to know yeah. how much you make. <laughs> You know, because some people should not be dating. And yeah. what happens is exactly. we enter into relationships. Even men, you get in a relationship with a woman that you see that is struggling. You have children by her. She take you to court. She gets child support. Yeah. She's struggling. That's why she needs the money. She can barely pay her rent. She could barely pay away our dating. She right. can't pay it now that you guys have children. So that's where now do women take advantage of it? Absolutely. But that's where the child support comes in at because this woman is barely making ends meet, you know, and she was barely making ends meet before you guys decided to procreate. 
Let and me so, tell you something. With child support, I don't care. Like if you, if the court tells you to pay child support, pay it. My yeah. son is an adult in his twenties and he still has a balance on his child support. And guess what? His dad was like, oh, can you, uh, you know, he's in his twenties. So pay him what you owe him. When it gets to zero, your responsibility will be over. And I feel no types of ways about it. Yeah, and you shouldn't. I tell my brother, he has kids. He gets upset. He wants to control how much he, you know, well, I want to see an itemized bill of what she's paying. I said, you're wrong. That's not okay. You know, this woman has to take on not only the financial burden, but she also has to do other things. She has to sit and do homework with the children, do this, balance this, balance that. You know, kids cost. They're not right. just inexpensive. You got um, after school activities, child care, um, sports, all types of things. I, I remember growing up, my mother was paying a thousand dollars a month for me to cheer. Wow. To cheer, just to cheer. And yeah. so kids are not inexpensive. That's probably another mortgage right there. A child. Right. Yeah, it is. It's expensive. Yeah. Especially when my, my, my son went to private school. So yeah. Okay, guys, we do have some audience feedback. The first one is from Pat. Um, he couldn't make it today, but he wanted to give his perspective on a topic. Pat says, if a woman is making more money than her significant other, that should give him the incentive to do better or go out there and make more money. You can't keep your ego in your pocket or let your ego get in the way. Even if the relationship starts out with the woman being the main breadwinner, that's cool. But if it's wired in your DNA, the man will ultimately be the provider. And our second feedback is from one of our listeners. She didn't give her name or her location, but she says, it depends on the circumstances. If you're both making 100K, that's fine. But for couples making 80K and 30K respectively, that may have an impact. But if a man is financially savvy and his wife makes a little bit more, that's a plus. He will appreciate that extra check. What do you guys uh, think about the feedback we got? I'm inclined to uh, agree with some of that. Yeah. Um, And I know a couple of situations like that. And also, I was pretty much trying to play devil's advocate, just trying to get people's perspective so that the listeners could have different views. But um, I've seen a lot of situations where it does work out beautiful. I have a friend who um, he uh, he was uh, he was working. I'm not going to say his job, but he was working. He's making pretty good money. And uh, he met a girl and um, she was very intelligent. She was a school teacher. He groomed her towards doing bigger and better things. She ended up going to school. She got her uh, medical license. She became a doctor. Um, he got retired with the military um, for disability. So his check wasn't as big as it used to be, but he, he has finances and he became a, um, a stay-at-home dad. And the two of them work out fine because they're on the same page. You know, mm-hmm. he helped her to get where she was. He paid for her schooling, you know, right. and now they, they work out the bills together. He still does have a check, but the two of them, they work out really well. And I think that um, when you have somebody, when you have the same vision, mm-hmm. you know, then it works out because she's, she's willing to help him to open up businesses that he wants to, you know, venture into because now she has the extra change to pay the overhead. So he wants to open up some businesses. And the two of them are, are equally yoked and it's working really well. So, but um, I, I agree with them with, on that. I agree with it. Um, I, I definitely agree. The, the 100,000, 30,000, I think should go both ways though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a man should date a woman making 30000 if he's making 100000 and vice versa. Right. Um, yeah, it's definitely off balance. Tiffany, yeah, what I, do you I, think? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I, you know, I will say like in my early 20s, I was in a relationship where, you know, I was making, you know, the money and uh, she really didn't have nothing. And, you know, it got very frustrating because at the end of the day, she really wasn't trying to do nothing. So I could remember I could remember telling her, like, you know, let's. Why don't you go to school and, and, and get you a career? So when I leave you, you'll be OK. And she just, you know, oh, you're going to leave me. I was like, oh God, <laughs> not man. when I leave you. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, I probably should have, you know, language <laughs> different. But, you know, I was just trying to be straight because I knew that this wasn't going to work for me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? At least prepare, you know, for you to to do something different because this just ain't working for me. You know what I'm saying? Your energy, you know, it's all, you know, and good. I get it. We were in our twenties and and, and things like that, but your priority is not, you know, to go out, hang out and all the time. You know what I'm saying? Especially if we're involved that don't work. Tiffany, you have any thoughts about that, about the, the feedback we got? I think everybody, I think the feedback was good. I think everybody had different opinions. Say whatever works for you in your relationship, in your marriage, mm-hmm. that's all that matters for your household. We're we getting on the, the 11th hour here, uh, you know, like a final roundabout. Ray, do you have, do you have any final thoughts about um, today's episode? You want to? Well, you know, I think this was a really great deep conversation and I can, I can actually see us, you know, talking about this topic for hours, you know. Yep. Erica, do you have any um, last thoughts about today's conversation about um, men being intimidated by powerful and <laughs> successful women? <laughs> I think, I, I think today's conversation was uh, really good. And I think that, you know, moving forward, a lot of us should kind of reflect on intentions when it comes to relationships and stuff to get mm-hmm. clear, you know, about our intentions and being more intentional um, so that when it comes to, you know, a woman making more and a man being intimidated, you know, that we're both clear, you know, of who we are as individuals and we can kind of dead that. Yep. Yep. I agree. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, communication has to be key. Um, as Erica was talking about earlier, you know, sometimes there's topics that we don't want to talk about for whatever reason. And I think that we need to talk about, you know, where are we going financially? What are your financial plans? Where are you now? Um, what are your uh, intimacy plans? What, you know, what do we need to, how do we grow continuously? And what's fair for each person? I think that we need to open up those lines of communication. I guess that's a rapidy dappity do. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna say to the listeners, I'm gonna say to the listeners, send us messages. You know, give us your thoughts. Yeah. You guys need to send us messages to vintagedialogueradio at gmail.com. I will be dropping Erica's information in the description box along with Ray's um, information and Drew. Everything will be there for you guys. I did take a source from the Medium Authority magazine, and I will also drop that link so you guys can take advantage of that. Read what that person had to say. So thank you guys again for joining us. Until next time, I hope you guys will come back and spend some time with us. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, guys. What an awesome panel we had today. Erica gave us the tea. Fellas, you better step up your game. Ray brought up some interesting opinions about gender roles. He broke that down perfectly. And Tiffany was absolutely right about not lowering the bar. Ladies and gentlemen, know your 
work. And of course, Drew is always straight to the point, no chaser. We're looking forward to your feedback and most importantly, to your love notes. Hey, this is a no judgment zone. Drop us a line or a voicemail and let us know what's on your mind. If this is your first time joining, welcome to Vintage Dialogue Radio, and thank you for listening. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss a thing. What topics do you want to talk about in the future? I'm sure you have plenty of questions for my guests. So don't forget to drop a comment, ask a question, and leave a review. You never know. I could actually call upon you to be a special guest on my show. All of the information about this episode is in the description box, along with an email and links to my blog, website, and more. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.